I will be sharing with us on the topic, anointed witnesses, anointed witnesses. Every effective and successful witness that has ever lived on this planet Earth, they have been men of the anointing, men and women of the anointing. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. They have been product of the anointing. They have been a people with evidence of the anointing. Amen. Hallelujah. And by the anointing, we mean the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Mm. To do things that are miraculous. <laughs> Hallelujah to live a life that is supernatural. Mm. Amen. There have been men and women, talking about anointed witnesses, mm. who have lived the supernatural life. We cannot be a testimony to the supernatural God and not be a people who also partake and live in the supernatural. This is the truth. And if you want to be an effective witness and I want to be an effective witness, we must desire to have evidence of the anointing in our lives. And this is more than just speaking in tongues. I'm talking about living in the realm of the spirits, living in the realm of the supernatural. Things cannot be ordinary for us. Brothers and sisters, Mere words of mouth will not change our generation. Mm. Mere theological argument is not going to help us because there are people who can advance better argument than us. But there are certain things that men cannot argue. When they say it, they say, this cannot be anything but God. Hallelujah. Amen. You remember, Mr. Amen. Moses? Moses to be a witness for God in Egypt needed to go to that realm where the magicians, the astrologers in Egypt, they told Pharaoh, this, no, this is nothing but the finger of God. Amen. Amen.
where is it best to even start looking at being anointed witnesses? Let's look at Jesus Christ himself. I think that's the best place to start. In his earthly ministry, he needed to make it clear that the work he has been asked to do, to come and do by his father, to bear witness to the father on earth, could not be done except by the reason of the anointing. That supernatural, that divine empowerment. To bring things into the realm of the natural from the realm of the supernatural. Hallelujah. Let's look at Luke chapter four. Luke chapter four. In Luke chapter four, the scripture tells us, after I was baptized in water, I was led of the spirit into the wilderness. Then we come to, yes, we come quickly down to, Verse 14, and it says, Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and the news of him went out through all the surrounding region, and he taught in their synagogue, being glorified by all. He returned in the power of the Spirit. He returned in the endowment of the Spirit. Then, Let's jump quickly to verse 17. And he was handed the book of the prophet when he came to the synagogue. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. He has anointed me. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. So the endowment, the empowerment we are talking about is by the spirit of the Lord. And what is that for? To preach the gospel to the poor. Brothers and sisters, preaching the gospel, which we have talked about preaching the gospel of the kingdom, is more than nice words. Amen. It's more than just telling some nice stories. No. It takes the power of the Holy Spirit to correctly preach the gospel of the kingdom that will have effect, that will have impact on people. To preach the gospel, sorry, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted to touch people emotionally. If our word is going to reach out into the inner being of people and touch their emotional hurts and feelings, we need the anointing. Hallelujah. It is more than motivational speaking <laughs> to truly bring healing to the heart of people, according to what the scripture will want us to do as a people, is more than motivational speaking. 
I'm not saying motivational speaking doesn't have a place, but the gospel of the kingdom is more than motivational speaking. There are more, there are better motivational speakers all around us who know nothing of the anointing, who know nothing of the spirit of God. If we must go beyond their limitation, then we must be a people who have more than what they've got. The world has got a lot that we can't deny. That is of some benefits. But the people of the kingdom to truly be witnesses to the supernatural God, we need more than that. To proclaim liberty to the captives. Brothers and sisters, it takes more than just nice words of saying sorry. Sorry to hear what you are going through. To liberate people from the captivity of the wicked one. Mm. Are you following me? If we must be a people that will minister deliverance to people. And I can assure you that a large number of people are in captivity to one thing or the other. They are enslaved by the power of something beyond them. That it will take the intervention of God of heaven to release them from such. If we must be a people who will, because this is what witness is about. It's about changing the life of people forever. Bringing lasting change, lasting testimonies, into the lives of men and women. Taking them from where they are to where they should have been. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, it requires more than nice words. We must crave, we must desire the manifestation of the anointing of God that is of the spirit of God. Hallelujah. And everyone in this assembly must desire that, that we cannot be a people who live ordinarily. We must be a people who live supernaturally. Let's look at what it says. And recovery of sight to the blind whether spiritually blind or physically blind. Nice words won't do it. So set at liberty those who are oppressed. Is any one of us in doubt about oppression of people? Have we not seen people afflicted and oppressed that they themselves don't know? How they're ever going to come out of that oppression and afflictions. If it must be a people that will truly tell them and say, God, the Lord reigns, just as we're, we're declaring in worship, the Lord reigns, the Lord rules in the affairs of men. It will go, we have to go far and above the realm of the natural. Amen. Amen. I'm not talking about some, you know, gymnastic things. No. 
It doesn't take that. It may be a simple word from your mouth and the individual will wonder, what have you just said? It may even be something someone else had said before. But the moment it is going out of your mouth, something hit them. That, they, that just brings a change. Remove the scales in their eyes. And they say, what? And brings liberty, salvation, deliverance from that situation. Amen. We must live supernaturally. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So these are, these are the things we see as evidence of the anointing from the anointed. Let's go to Isaiah 61. In Isaiah 61, just to continue from that same passage. Let's look at other things which are left for us to fulfill. If you go to verse two, the, the latter end of verse two says, to comfort all women, to bring comfort to those who are mourning. I've met people who have been mourning over some things for years and years. And when they tell you of those stories, it will look like if it was yesterday. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, it takes more than just sweet words to get them from that stage. It takes more than that. There's a particular experience I cannot forget, and I think I must have shared it at some time. I met a lady, a young lady, who lost her husband. Or her husband, after just a couple of years of their, maybe not up to, of their, of their marriage. And this was a pain to the heart. And when she talked about it, it was as if it, it happened yesterday. Whereas when I was seen, it was already some years after. I knew it would take more than ordinary sweet word. Mm -hmm to get that matter sorted. Mm. Brothers, there are people who are money. But the, the good thing about it is that the matter was sorted. Amen. The matter was sorted. I was not a member of their church. She had a pastor, she had everyone. But it was an experience I cannot forget because it was in those early days of my life. And I said, God, this challenge. And we saw the end of it. Hallelujah. Amen. There are people who are money. 
And the only witness, the only way we can be a witness to them is to bring something from the realm of the divine that will touch their heart, liberate them. And look at what will happen. To give beauty for ashes. Beauty for ashes. Hallelujah. The garment of, the, of praise for the spirit of heaviness. All of this work, there are works done in the heart of men. Amen. There are work done in the realm of the inner man. So that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the law, that he may be glorified. That it may be a changed people who have become fruitful, glorifying God. Hallelujah. Brothers, we need this. That was Jesus Christ himself. If he could not achieve the things that the Father had sent him to do as a witness for him, then we wouldn't be able to be a true witness, effective witness, successful witnesses on earth. If we think we can achieve by just natural means. All of us must desire the supernatural, the manifestations of the spirit of God. In our day-to-day living, I'm not talking about in a service like this, in a meeting like this. In our day-to-day living, because we will encounter people, we will meet people, and our witness to them is to bring something that will change them. that we turn them around. That's how to be effective witnesses. Amen. Even in proclaiming truth to the people, in announcing truth to people in power, people in authority, bringing them to the point where they will be convicted and they can see things for what they have and have a change of mind and repent, we need the anointing of the Spirit. Look at what Micah said in Micah chapter 3, verse 8. Micah chapter 3, verse 8. In Micah chapter 3, verse 8, the scripture has this to say. But truly, I am full of power by the spirit of the Lord and of justice and might. Look at that. To declare to Jacob his transgression and to Israel is sin. Brothers and sisters, even in matters of what is right and wrong, I hope you know that the line between right and wrong is blood today. Every man now decides what is right for them and what is wrong for them. If we must bring truth that liberate people from error to our world today, 
we can't do it by nice words. No matter how much you argue it, there will always be a counter argument. But where there is the anointing? <clears throat> Are you getting me? Men cannot but acknowledge that they have been affected for God. Evidence of the anointing must be clear in, in our lives if we must be effective and successful witnesses. You know that we wouldn't be any better than social critics. Are you getting me? If all we want to do is that we want to argue our way, we want to protest our way through, this is not right, this is not right, we will never stop carrying placards to demonstrate on the streets. I'm not saying, you know my position on that. I'm not saying these things are wrong in themselves. But as believers, we need to go beyond that if we must speak to people in authority, if we must speak to situations and circumstances, we must go beyond the natural. For the acts of kings that are in the hands of the Lord, it turned wherever he wins, as the, as the river in the Negev. There is a God who can turn the heart of people. And make the unreasonable to become reasonable. We are not building a people that are just going to live at the realm of the natural. That, let's just get that straight. We want the people who are thirsty to move in the realm. Where all things are possible. Amen. Where things can be changed that people would will have thought, this is not possible. You, you, this cannot be changed. That's how we are witnesses. That's how we become effective witnesses. I will show us a picture. Don't go into the theology of you know, what that means. I just want to pick a picture from there. When it comes to a time when we will look at the book of Revelation, We'll look at it properly. But I just want us to, I just want to show us some anointed witnesses. And what will characterize an anointed witness, their ministries, their lives. And you can readily picture that. And you recognize why they were so effective. But before I go to Revelation, turn with me to Acts. And you will see that these people, they knew precisely what it takes to be an effective witness in their community, in their society. And so they never stop trusting the law, crying to the law for ever increasing manifestation of his spirit. Mm. This was even after they had witnessed the baptism in the Holy Spirit in chapter two. You remember that? Jesus said they should tarry, they should wait for it. 
Verse 8 clearly tells us, and you shall receive power. That's Acts chapter 1, verse 8. After the Holy Spirit has come upon you, then you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the world. But even after that experience they had in chapter 2, when there was an outpouring of the Spirit of God, Look at what they did again in chapter 4. Brothers, we can never ask enough for increasing manifestation and expression of the evidence of the anointing amongst us as a people. No. The gifts of the Spirit must flow amongst us. We must have the signing of Spirit, for instance, to be able to discern when people are telling us lies. Are you getting it? Lie detectors won't pick, pick it. <laughs> it's a design by man. But discerning of spirit will pick it out. Amen. Word of knowledge, word of wisdom, they are all there for our use, just to help. It's not, it's not to, for us to brag. And that's why people go into errors today. But just to be able to help people and say, no, you don't need to live in deception. You can be helped by God. Hallelujah. Amen. And it is that, that, those kind of things that will make us effective witnesses for God, for Christ. Acts chapter four. In Acts chapter four, in Acts chapter four, look at the people prayed, the hands that the Lord will do something for them, but look at what their prayer was about. For us to conserve time, let's go to verse 27. For truly against your holy servant, Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness, they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and the signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Can you see what they were asking for? Mm -hmm. Evidence of the anointing. The manifestation of the anointing. And look at the response of God to them. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together were shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. This is a matter of the Spirit of God. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. 
The anointing is not some gymnastic by man. It is about the work of the Holy Spirit through human vessels like yourself and myself to do the supernatural. Hallelujah. And look at what happened there. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. So evidence of the anointing also include boldness. We have to be delivered from timidity to be effective witnesses. Otherwise, we will know what is right to do, but fear will not allow us to do it. Part of the evidence of the anointing is to be liberated from fear. Amen. And look at what, then what happened. Now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own. But they had all things in common. Again, we cannot be delivered from selfishness and the power of the flesh without the anointing. It takes the Holy Spirit to produce this fruit of the Spirit in our lives as contrary to the works of the flesh. Look at it. And with great power, the apostle gave witness to the resurrection. Wow, with great power, they bore witness to the resurrection. Witnesses of the resurrection. What was what does that mean? They were displaying the power of the resurrection. They were proving that the resurrection was not a fluke. It was a reality that happened. And they were proving it by the work that they were doing. Hallelujah. Have you not had many people arguing about whether the resurrection actually happened or not? Is that a news to you? But not when they have seen things that confirm that the resurrection truly occurred. <laughs> Hallelujah. When they see the impossible become possible, when people see things they thought can never be changed, they will acknowledge that indeed Jesus Christ died. It rose again, and it's alive forevermore. Amen. We cannot preach dead letters to be a witness to the living God. No. It's what must come alive in our mouth. and produced results that will help people to acknowledge mm. that truly Jesus is still alive. Amen. We will need that in these last days. Mm. We are not going to be effective when we don't desire this. We are not going to see true repentance when we don't see this. What I've seen in our time is that we have seen the church of God complaining, many people complaining about uh, some people using uh, satanic power to deceive. The Bible tells us that. We know that that will happen. But what if we don't have answer to it? Do you understand me? Why do you think people are following the charlatans? Because they have, they have unmet needs. 
You remember what happened with the anointed witness, Philip, in Samaria? There was a man who had been there, a sorcerer, who was claiming to have the power of God, they claiming to be the great power of God. But when the reality of the anointing came, even he himself surrendered. There are many people who need to bow. But we cannot prove the genuineness of, of, of anything we consider fake when we don't have the true, genuine thing to show. Are you getting me? If you want to prove that this money, the money you have is, is fake money, the only way people can know is to show them this is the, this is the real money and put it by, by, side by side and examine them together, and you'll see that, oh, they are different, truly. Brothers and sisters, we must desire it. Let's stop just complaining about those who are deceiving people. Let's seek to bring the truth to people. Anointed witnesses. That is who God has called us to be. That is who we must be. We must desire like these people that our preaching must be accompanied with signs, with wonders. Isaiah 18 tells us, Behold, I and the children whom the Lord has given, we are for signs and for wonders in Israel. Mm -hmm. If we are sons of God, through our Lord Jesus Christ, and he is a product of them. He is a product of the anointing. His, witness, his witnesses on earth were done by the reason of the anointing. Then we cannot but be men and women of the anointing. Amen. Remember that when we talk about the anointing, we are not just talking about a few group of people. We are talking about anointed company of people. You remember what happened? In Antioch, turn to Acts 11. In Acts 11, when people were being converted, just to tell you there was evidence of the anointing there. I'm even talking about in terms of people's conduct, behavior, the kind of fruit of the spirit that was coming from them. Look at what it was. Verse 22, then the news of these things came to the ears of the church in Jerusalem, and they sent out Barnabas to go as far as Antioch. When he came and had seen the grace of God, hallelujah, Amen. he saw the grace of God, evidence of grace. And if you look at that Acts chapter 4, the Bible said, and great grace, if I had read to the next verse, it said, and grace, grace was upon them all. Great grace was upon all the people. Grace. Grace in this context, is divine enablement to accomplish the impossible. Great grace was upon them. They were not struggling to make it. Grace was present. There was a divine help from on high, divine enablement to do things that will have been naturally beyond their abilities to do. That is what grace in this context is. Do you desire to do beyond your human limitation? Do I desire to do beyond my human limitation? Then we must be a people of the anointing. 
and look at what happened there. He said, he saw the grace of God. He encouraged them that with all purpose of art, they should continue with the law. For he was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. And a great many people were added to the Lord. Are you getting what I'm talking about? One man appeared, full of the Spirit, full of the anointing. And things happened. And look at the product. <laughs> he went out. Then Barnabas departed for Tarsus to seek Saul. And when he had found him, he brought him to Antioch. So it was that for all year, they assembled with the church and taught a great many people. And the disciples were first called Christians in Antioch. Christians in Antioch. And what does that mean? Christ means the anointed one. Christians means the people of the anointing. I've told us that before. There are people distinguished by the anointing. There was something about them different from the people around them called the anointing, made possible by grace and outflow of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Finally, Revelation is 11. Revelation chapter 11. Just speaking a few scriptures here and there, just to challenge us. And our desire is going to be, Lord, let my life not be ordinary. Let me see the manifestation of the anointing in my life, day-to-day -day living. The manifestation and expression of the grace that comes from the anointing of the Holy Spirit in everything I do. Let that be the mark of God on it. Even in our secular jobs, in, our, in the places where we walk, that the evidence of the help of the Holy Spirit. You remember that was what made Daniel and others to excel in Babylon? They were hated. People spoke negatively about them, but one thing they could not do was that they couldn't find fault with them. They just knew that these people they carry something we, we, we don't have. And that was how they became a witness in Babylon, in Babylon, that even kings had to bow to them. We need a different group of Christians in this our generation Amen. to be effective witnesses for Christ, even in these last days. Amen. In these last days. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Look at this end time witness that was that were pictured here. Like I said, don't go into into uh, what do you call it yet eschatology yet, please. Just let's focus on something here. There will be a day when we talk about it. Look at this, and look at verse uh, verse three. Verse three says, "And I will give power to my two witnesses, and they will prophesy one thousand two hundred." 60 days, clothed in sack, in sackcloth. And I will give power to my witnesses. Every effective witness must be endued with power from on high. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing you see there. And they will prophesy. They will speak prophetically. They will be a prophetic people. True witnesses for God are prophetic people. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. 
They tell their generation what is ahead. They tell their generation what is coming. Hallelujah. Amen. They bring something to their generation. Look at what it is. These are the two olive trees and the two lampstands standing before the God of the old hair. Wherever you see the olive, olive tree is just representing, of course, the olive oil come from the olive seed, isn't it? Yes. Anointing. And the lampstand talks about the radiance of the glory of God from their lives. Anointed witnesses, they radiate the glory of God. They shine. They bring light to the darkness of their world. If it must be true light in the world, it must be a people of the anointing. There's no doubt about it. If we must illuminate our communities, our surroundings, and bring light into our world, it must be a people of the anointing. Bringing illumination shining in the midst of the darkness, ruling over darkness and all its powers. Praise God. Hallelujah. You can read on and on. We talked about what they had the power to do. Their ministry was accompanied with signs, with wonders, with demonstrations of the Spirit. And I'm saying, please, we are not to leave this to a few people. Everyone, everyone, born of God, should desire to see something in their life. Don't just sit down and waiting for somebody who will come and do some things for you. Yes, we, we minister to one another, but you also desire to say, out of my life, there will be evidence of the grace of God. There will be evidence of the presence of God. In Jesus' name. Every child of God should desire that. You are not too small for God to use you to help people, to bring relief to people, to bring deliverance and salvation to others. Never too small. May the Lord give us understanding. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.